Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. As the Frenchman said, God created man, and finding him not sufficiently alone, gave him a female companion so that he might feel his solitude more acutely. Yes, we think to fly from solitude by seeking companionship, only to discover that in the arms of a loved one, we find the greatest loneliness of all. You say you're in love with her. Yes. I'll kill that love. You can't. Nobody can. I can keep the money away from you for 15 years. I'll get a job. Doing what? She'll have to support you. You'll begin to resent each other. We'll manage. You won't. That's how I can kill your love. You won't. How can you stop me? I can kill you. mystery drama, Kill Now, Pay Later, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Tony Roberts and Fred Gwynn. Timing, you will admit, is everything. Consider the caterpillar. One day he's earthbound, a dull, drab, fuzzy worm. And another... He's a brilliant, beautiful butterfly dancing through the skies. The Wheel of Fortune spins for us all, and we should win just as often as we lose. Provided, of course, that the wheel is on the level. Sheriff Roy Hollister is sitting in the Star Diner in the town of Belden Corners. So, Sheriff? So you are driving with young Stuart Belden. Young Stuart Belden? He's my age. Chronologically. You make it sound as if I'm robbing the cradle. Well, in many ways you are. Is this what the citizens pay you to do, Sheriff? Check on who dates whom? His aunt will never hold still for it, Morty. Mm, well, she'll have to. You don't know her like I do. She'll cut him off without a nickel. It's his money. No, it isn't. But it's rightfully his. Legally, it's hers. For now. I happen to know for a fact she won't give him a dime if he marries you. Then that's the way it has to be. What does Stuart think? He doesn't care. He doesn't care now. But how will he feel ten years from today? You know, you'll lose some of those curves. Maybe even develop a double chin. In ten years? Mm, I'll give you fifteen. Come on, Morty. You've been around... Meaning what, Sheriff? Besides, what good is he to you without the money? You have it. Yeah? I know what you're thinking. All I want is the money. It's true, isn't it? Yeah, but not the whole truth. I like him. I may even love him. But you wouldn't look at him if he was poor. Would he look at me if I wasn't beautiful? Sheriff, if a guy can marry a girl for her looks, why can't a girl marry a guy for his money? 
That's a way to look at it. Marty, I always liked you. What's this? You're a smart girl. You've had a lot of bad breaks. I'll tell you something for your own good. Leave town. She owns it. She hates you because of your father. I know. You could do well anywhere. I like it here. I got a hunch, a very strong hunch, something bad is going to happen. Something bad can always happen. I'm in it. What is it you mean? I wish I knew. And on that basis, you want me to leave town? Okay, Morty. But don't say I didn't warn you. Yes, Stuart? Good morning, Aunt Melisande. Oh, there's not much left of it, but I suppose you just got up. Uh, yes, ma'am. Well, as long as you're here, you might just as well help me. Now sit down and start opening the mail. You should learn about all the investments and the real estate. It'll all be yours one day. Uh, Aunt Melisande. What is it? Um, uh, nothing. Well, get to work on these letters. Separate the statements from the checks. Here. <laughs> How do you like my new letter opener? Actually, it isn't new. I found it up in the attic. It's your grandfather's bowie knife. I want to keep it on my desk as a reminder of the time when we had men in this family. That's not fair. You've yet to show what you're made of. I want to discuss something very important. After we've gone through the mail... Well, this can't wait. Well, what is it? It's... It's about Maud Sanderson. I want to marry her. I won't allow it. But Aunt Melissa... I said I won't allow it. And that ends all discussion. Doesn't it? about some more meatloaf. You mean you're turning me down? Hmm? A penny for your thoughts, Sheriff. Yeah. These days, Cora, what else can you get for a penny? Hmm? I don't think it's such a good deal, though. You mean they're, they're not worth a penny? Not these thoughts. Well, what are they? I'm not sure, Cora. I got this terrible feeling. Oh, about what? About Melisande Belden. Melisande Belden. That old biddy owns half the county. Why do you feel terrible about her? <laughs> this thing about her nephew, Stuart, and the uh, Sanderson girl who works in the diner. Ah. Honey, you know, I'm not the kind of guy who goes by hunches and premonitions. But? Don't ask me how or why, but I know there's going to be some bad trouble there. Oh, well, how bad? Violence. Oh, why do you have this feeling? I told you. Don't ask me. Well, what do you see there? I'll tell you what I see. I see this domineering old lady. I see this kind of... Well, he's like milk and toast. And he's infatuated with this smart, pretty little hustler. Hustler? I mean it in the sense of someone on the make. After all, she's her father's daughter. You can't blame her for that. No, but I can see where Melisande Belden would be scared to death of her. And so she'll put her foot down. And it'll remain a furtive little affair until Maudie Sanderson finds someone more promising. And that'll be the end of it. No. No. He wants her. It's easy to dismiss him as a spoiled and uh, spineless rich kid. 
but for the first time in his life, he really wants something badly. He's caught between two women. Each one is like a lady tiger. Neither of them is going to give up gracefully. Well, should this be the legitimate concern of a sheriff? <laughs> That's what bothers me. I got this feeling that before it's over, it will be. Do you want me to help you close up, Marty? Uh, Joe took care of everything. Stuart, all I have to do is lock the door. Great. <clears throat> Let's go. Where? Well, there's a terrific picture playing over a new city. Or we could just, uh, you know, drive around. You didn't answer my question. You and me, Stuart. Where are we going? We're going to get married. Are we? Oh, don't tell me you've gone and changed your mind. Did you talk to your aunt? Well, did you? No. You said you would definitely do it this morning. I know. I, I, I can't. Why not? She, she won't let me. She simply refuses to talk about it. Stuart, what's going to happen? Well, she can't live forever. Oh, yes, she can. No. What you are saying is let's go on the way we are, hmm? Just for a little while. What's a little while? A little while can become a year, five years, ten. And we'll be up there in our thirties, getting old and getting sour. And this frosty old lady hangs on and on. When do I have children when I'm 40? Just because you don't have the guts to talk to your aunt? Okay, okay. I'll talk to her. When? At the right time. Uh, no. You'll never talk to her. I will. Then do it now. Right now. But I... Did you hear what I said? I mean, right now. Talk to your aunt. Talk to your aunt. Talk to your aunt. That's all you know how to say. Talk to your aunt. Quit bugging me, will you? Excuse me. I'll never bug you about anything again. Now, would you mind leaving, sir? The place is closing for the night. Marty, Marty, I didn't... The place is closed. Marty, I didn't mean it. Get out of here. Go ahead, run home to your auntie. Maybe she'll give you a lollipop. Uh, I don't know what got into me. Joe is still in the back. Will you leave, or should I have him throw you out? Please, Marty. And I never want to see you again. Bright and early, I see. Had your breakfast? Uh, yes, Aunt Melisande. Oh. Sit down. Sit down. These past several weeks, Stuart, you really seem to have taken hold. It appears you're not going to become a rich young ne'er-do-well after all. I've actually come to depend on you. Now, let us begin with the correspondence as usual. Yes, ma'am. Of course, what helps is the fact that you no longer stay out every night till all hours. Do you agree? Yes. And don't you feel the better for it? Confess now. Yes. Good. Now start opening the mail. You've become quite deft at it. Uh, Stuart, it's time you thought about marriage. The oldest Drake girl, Helena. Why do you want me to marry Helena Drake? Oh, for the best of all reasons. You'll have money. She'll have money. Between you, it will be a most impressive fortune. I think I should have the right to choose my own... No, you shouldn't. 
Why not? Because I am more qualified to choose a sensible, responsible mate. And now that your affair with the Sanderson girl is over... You have no right to call it an affair. How else can I characterize what had existed between you? What other type of relationship is your uh, Miss Sanderson capable of? Maud Sanderson is a wonderful girl. If only you would talk with her. But I won't. And that's the end of... Stuart, what's on the envelope? It's blood. What did you do? Look at your finger. Oh... Oh, you cut it with the letter opener. I'm sorry. I got it all over the checks. Poetic justice. Most people accuse me of collecting blood money. Uh, go get a Band-Aid. And in the future, keep your mind on the business at hand. <laughs> I told you to stay away from here. Please, Maudie. We are about to close up. I have to talk to you. About what? About us. Well, don't talk to me. Talk to your aunt. I can't live without you. I'll put flowers on your grave once a year. Don't talk like that. That's the way of the world, the grown-up world, little boy. I think about you all the time. I, I can't sleep. I can't see straight. When I'm with you, I feel I'm somebody. I, I feel smart. Strong, confident. I'm not afraid of anything or anybody. Except your Aunt Millicent. No. Not anymore. Morty, will you come with me? Where? To see her. We'll walk into the house hand in hand, together. And I'll tell her it was my father's money. I'll just face her. I'm not afraid. Not if you're with me. We... You want me to go with you? Yes. Yes. Well, when? Right now. Are you sure? I don't understand. For months you've been hammering at me. See your aunt. Talk to your aunt. And now that I want to do it, what are you trying to tell me? I'm scared. You? You're scared? Yes. Of what? Of that terrible old lady. Oh, what can she do? Make me wait till I'm 40 before I can touch the money? Give it all away to charity? Lose it on the stock market? I'm not afraid of what she can do. I'm just scared of what she might make us do. And what's that? I don't know. Come on, let's go see her now. Before I lose my nerve. All right, let's hurry. Before I lose mine. a situation fraught with unknown dangers. Is it possible for peril to somehow make its presence felt in the air? Is there an aura to violence that seems to illuminate the existence of the very deed itself? We shall try to light up some of these dark corners very shortly in Act Two. and let slip the dogs of war. That's a shout that is heard in one of Mr. Shakespeare's plays. But is there always a noisy prelude, a thundering overture, as it were, to a deed of violence? Not really. The greatest crimes may be committed without warning and with hardly a sigh to break the silence. Aunt Melisande, this is Maud Sanderson. Why have you done this to me, Stuart? You know I refuse to acknowledge this woman's existence. 
Why have you forced her upon me in my own home? Oh, this is my home, too. I have a right to invite a guest. Entertain her in the kitchen, then. Please. She's not fit to be your wife. Why not? Her father was a convicted criminal. Miss Sanderson, I have nothing against you personally, but this match is impossible. My father may have been a man who drank, who gambled. You admit it? But he was a good father to me. A proper example, no doubt. The test of a lady, which is what you claim to be, is how well she can keep her temper no matter how she is insulted. Now, my father did wrong. He lost money that was entrusted to him by others, but he paid for it. He died in prison. My nephews and nieces will not have tainted blood. Tainted blood? But you were willing to have his tainted blood, weren't you? What are you saying? You had a crush on Jack Sanderson, my father, when you were both in high school. That's a lie. I can show you a copy of the yearbook. Romeo and Juliet, Jack Sanderson, and Melisande Belden. Is this true? For all that, my father was weak and easily tempted. He refused to marry you for the Belden money. Instead, he fell in love with the poorest girl in the class. He did it deliberately to spite me. Now, get out. I won't let you throw her out. I'll throw you out, too. We'll see about that. What do you think you're going to do? Go to court? Yes. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. Your father's will was explicit. He knew you were weak, undependable. He made sure you wouldn't squander your inheritance. Let's get out of here. I won't let her do this to us. Please, Stuart, I'm afraid. I can't let her do it to us. Please, Aunt Melisande... This love I have for Maudie, it's the one thing that sustains me. I have to have it. Don't kill it, please. Stuart, don't beg. Don't plead with this dreadful woman. Let's just get out of here. Give us your blessing, Aunt Melisande. My blessing? Are you mad? Yes. Stuart. Don't kill our love. Don't. Stuart, what are you doing? I'll kill you first. No. Aunt Melisande. Put down that knife. That was his grandfather's. He's not man enough to use it. I'll show you who's a man. Don't, Stuart! No! Oh, Stuart. Stuart. What did you do? I... I killed her. I killed her with this. You... You better call the sheriff. Why? Why did she make me kill her? Don't you see? To kill our love, she wanted you to go to jail, and that would be the end of you and me. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen. You can't beat her. Oh, yes, we can. Let's get out of here. Where can we go? To my place. Yes, but the sheriff will find us there. He has no reason to look for us. But I killed her. Who says so? Who knows we're here? Who knows we came? Now, uh, quickly, break a pane of glass in the French doors leading to the patio. Maud. Now, the sheriff will think that's how a burglar broke in. Burglar? Yes, a burglar did it. He made his way in here. He tried to force your aunt to tell him where her cash was hidden, and he killed her. Uh, We'll make sure both the front and the back doors are locked. Uh, I, I don't know. We have to do it, Stuart. Otherwise, you'll have killed her for nothing. Who? Who's that? You know who it is. The sheriff. What 
are we going to tell him? What can we tell him? We don't know anything. We have been here all evening watching TV. Now, I am going to open the door. Remember, you killed her so we could always be in love. You keep that in mind. Evening, Morty. Is, uh... Oh, yeah. I see he's here. Anything the matter, Sheriff? Mind if I come in? Stuart? Your aunt's maid, Jenny Sowers, came home from the movies and found your aunt dead on the floor. Aunt Melisande? Dead? Yeah. She'd been stabbed. No. Oh. No. Cut it out, Stuart. You killed her. Oh, he did not. What do you say, Stuart? How could he have killed her? He was here with me all the time. Stuart? Why do you accuse me of killing her? Come on, Stuart. Make it easy on Sheriff, yourself. Sheriff, what are you trying to do? And you're involved in this thing, too, Morty. Sheriff, you have no right. You and I know what happened. There's been this very bad blood between you and your aunt because of Morty. Tonight you argued about it. You lost your head and you killed her. How? How did I kill her? You picked up that knife. The one on her desk that she used for a letter opener and you killed her. You can't prove that. <laughs> right. I can't. I didn't see you do it. And you were smart enough to get rid of the knife. But I advise you to confess. To... To a crime I didn't commit? The three of us in this room know you killed her. I don't know anything of the sort. Stuart and I were here All watching... evening. Sure. But I have a very good reason why you should confess. Sheriff, I resent this. That's part of the reason, Stuart. Listen to yourself. Already, you're a new man. You've destroyed the suffocating presence of that woman. Now you're feeling your oats. Now you're ready to take on the world. Now we're going to see the real Stuart Belden. Sheriff, arrest me or don't arrest me. But don't stand there and make charges. It isn't that simple. You have to understand what it's all about. You're 30. What have you got to lose at this point? Nothing. It won't be first degree. It might even be temporary insanity. You won't spend too much time to speak of behind bars. You'll get out. You'll still have your whole life in front of you. Your career won't be ruined. Because so far, <laughs> you don't have one. You can move away, begin all over again, while you're still young and strong. Sheriff, I have no intention of confessing to a crime I didn't commit. Stuart, you've got a fortune behind you. You're free to do as you please for the first time in your life. You've got a woman to push you instead of one who is holding you back. You can go places. Rod Hollister, you may be the sheriff, but I think you're crazy. It'll come out, Stuart. It has to. Murder always does. <laughs> what if it comes out ten years from now? Look at what you stand to lose then. I did not kill my aunt. You're going to be a man of importance. Settle for your punishment now. Now, when it's cheap. When you can afford it. The two of you. You're in it together. Sheriff, unless you have proof... You're in love. I know that. But supposing it doesn't last, 
Can you trust her, Stuart? Sheriff, I have to ask you to leave my house. Can you trust him to let you live with the knowledge? Hmm? The two of you, you're betting your lives on being in love forever. It has to be forever. Because there's no statute of limitations on murder. Think about it. Talk it over in private. You know where to reach me. Uh, don't bother. I can let myself out. Morty. Let's make sure he's gone. Look out the window. He's just walking out the front door. He's getting into his car. Morty, he knows. There isn't a thing he can do about it. What if he's right? Suppose it comes out later, in ten years. If they can't find anything today, what will they be able to find ten years from now? I don't know. Oh, Stuart. Don't you see what he's trying to do? He's trying to destroy our love for each other. But he won't. He can't. This thing tonight, it's like forging another bond between us. We love each other. We trust each other. Morty. What is it? The knife. Did you hear what he said about the knife? He said we got rid of it. Did we? I don't remember. I don't remember doing that at all. Don't worry about the knife. It was covered with her blood and my fingerprints. How did the knife disappear? I said not to worry about it. I was so excited I lost my head. I panicked. I know. Well, you must have been thinking clearly. I was. Well, then you must have had the the presence of mind to get rid of the knife. I did. Oh, Morty, darling. What would I ever do without you? What did you do with the knife? For the third time, Stuart, don't worry about it. But what did you do with it? Tell me. I have a right to know. That knife has my fingerprints on it. Stained in blood. What did you do with the knife? That, Stuart, that is going to remain my secret. Secrets? Already? Is this a way to commence a life of connubial bliss? I don't know. There are those people who insist that everything between lovers must be out in the open while others contend that what a man or a woman doesn't know isn't going to hurt him or her. How this arrangement works out will be the business of Act Three. For years, the learned folk have tried to determine what makes the most solid foundation for marriage. They have compiled quite a list of requirements. As you might imagine, Love is on that list, though not necessarily at the head. As expected, you will find things like interests in common, tolerance, a sense of humor, sympathy, but why go on? One thing is not on the list, but it's what must hold the hero and the heroine of our story together, and that is murder. I told you, Stuart, trust me. Always trust me. We're getting away with it. Never doubt me. It's three weeks, and the sheriff can't find the, uh, the killer. Nobody can find him. <laughs> it's even making him look bad. Yes. Perhaps we can help him. 
help him. Why? You have taken your aunt's place. You are the influential force in this community now. You have to start living up to it. Why? Nothing that ever happened in this town took place without Melisande's okay, one way or another. I don't care if Hollister is sheriff or not. But you're the one who has to decide. Mm, okay. Let him go. Let him stay. Why? So he knows who's boss. Ah, I didn't look at it that way. I know, honey. <laughs> That's why you've got me. What would I ever do without you, Marty? That never has to come up. Darling, tell me something. Hmm? What did you do with the knife? Why don't you want to tell me? Because it's best. Another cup of coffee, Sheriff? Where's this morning's paper, Cora? Oh, I think he forgot to leave it. I know that kid. He never forgets. Well, you don't want to see it. It'll spoil your appetite. <laughs> You've been after me to go on a diet. Yes, the editorial. We hardly have one murder in a decade. And when we do, our sheriff is completely stymied. Yeah, that's what he's been saying for weeks. Election's coming up. Oh, you're not scared, are you? It's tough to run on the heels of an unsuccessful murder investigation. I'll get it. Good morning, Sheriff. Stewart, come in. Good morning, Mrs. Hollister. <laughs> Pour you a cup of coffee? No, thanks. Uh, I just stopped in for a minute, uh, Sheriff. I've always been an admirer of yours. Yes? I don't think you're getting a fair deal in the, um, in the media around here. You don't? I think you're the best qualified person for the job. And I should let it be known that I intend to support you for re-election. Well, huh, I thought you'd like to be aware of it. And now I'd better be getting on. It's a busy morning. It won't help, Stuart. I know who the murderer is. Have a nice day, Sheriff. Mrs. Hollister? Uh, <laughs> on what meat does our Caesar feed? His aunt hasn't been in her grave six weeks, and already he's just about taken over the town. I wonder whose idea this was. His or Morty's. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get him one day. Sheriff, listen, could you be wrong? No, honey. You're only human. He killed her, and Morty's an accessory. I'm not saying they didn't have severe provocation. But there has to be a price. And they're going to pay it. Hello, Sheriff. Well, good afternoon, Morty. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, may I buy you a cup of coffee? You know, Morty... All the years I've been dropping into Joe's diner, this is the first time I've ever seen you on this side of the counter. <laughs> <laughs> I like to drop in every once in a while, say hello to old friends. How's your little girl? Oh, Stuart says she looks just like me. <laughs> She's lucky? I don't think so. I think she looks like her late great aunt. It's 
starting to get expensive now, isn't it, Marty? What are you talking about? It would have been cheaper had you and Stuart decided to pay the price three years ago. Oh, <laughs> you gave us ten years, remember? Every year the price will get higher. Meanwhile, let me buy you that cup of coffee. You think I'm bluffing, don't you? Incidentally, do you have any insurance? Life insurance? Oh, plenty. I mean, Stuart insurance. You were the only exciting girl he ever knew. Now he's spreading his wings. Goes to New York, Chicago, Washington, D.C. Lots of exciting women there. It's not going to work. Whatever it is you're trying to do, it's not going to work. Well, maybe he's tired of exciting women. Maybe he'd like a change of pace. I'll still buy you that cup of coffee, Sheriff. Good morning, Sheriff. May I come in? Good morning, Mr. Belden. Mr. Belden, is it? Well, what happened to Stuart? Fantastic things, just as I predicted. What can I do for you? A favor. One of my employees, uh, a boy who works in the new mill, got into a bit of trouble last night, I understand. Charlie Watkins. Yeah. Drunk and disorderly. Just about tore Harry's bar apart. Yes. But I spoke to Harry, and I assured him he would be amply reimbursed if he'd drop the charges. And he will. So, Sheriff, could you see fit to... To, to let him get away with it? boy has learned a lesson. And you bought yourself some good public relations. <laughs> Everything costs money. I guess you have to pay the price. How about the one for your aunt? Hmm. You off on that again? You're paying for it inside, somewhere, somehow. <laughs> you thought the passage of time would calm it all down, right? Make it dimmer? Fade away. Well, has it? You still love each other as much as ever? You still trust each other as much as you always did? Why shouldn't we? Because you've become different people. Sheriff, I always know where to come when I need a laugh. <laughs> we have plenty of them here. And you can have them all but one. Which one is that? The last one. How did the meeting go last night? Did you decide whom to support for the state senate seat? Yes. Who? <laughs> yes. Russ Partridge. No. Well, who then? Me. You. It makes a great deal of sense. I don't think so. Now, darling, in the first place, I'm virtually certain to be elected. You're sure of that? Well, you know perfectly well I could spend whatever's needed to win it. Well, you could also spend enough to win it for Russ. Why are you so opposed to my running for office? I thought we agreed you're better off behind the scenes. It makes more sense. 
Why? Because it's your idea? Whose idea was it for you to run for the Senate? Mine. But who proposed it to the nominating committee? I, I don't know. I think it was uh, Helena Drake. You think it was Helena. What's the difference? You know I can't stand that woman. What's wrong with her? I don't like her. She's very rich. She has a great deal of influence. Oh, tell me more. Well, what's there to tell? Well, you could, for instance, tell me she was the girl your aunt wanted you to marry. That was years ago. Not so many. But I didn't want to marry her. I wanted to marry you. Why did your aunt want you to marry Helena? I don't know. What does it matter? I'll get it. Hello? Oh, yes, Helena. Have I heard the news? What news? Oh, that Stuart's running for the Senate. Uh, how were you ever able to convince him? You must have really worked on him. <laughs> well, I'll have him call you when he gets in. Goodbye, Helena. Dear? What do you mean, when he gets in? Why didn't you let me talk to her? Because I want to talk to you. Look, you're blowing this whole business out of proportion. Am I? You are jealous of Helena Drake. Do I have cause? Wait. And you're also jealous of me. I'm not putty in your hands anymore. In many ways, you're just like my aunt. Talking about your aunt. You're not out of the woods there either. What did you say? Remember what the sheriff said. There's no statute of limitations on murder. You'd be in it as deeply as I am. Maybe I don't care. The fact is, there's no evidence. There isn't? Now think very carefully. Does anything occur to you? The knife with my fingerprints. The missing knife. Where is it? Now, you are going to call the chairperson of the nominating committee, Miss Helena Drake, and say to her, you've reconsidered and you do not choose to run. Darling, we can't afford to fight, even to argue. We have to stick together. We just have to. I know we have to. I just wish you'd have said we should stay together because we want to. Please, let's not do this to ourselves. What is there between you and Helena Drake? Quit bugging me about Helena Drake, will you? <sighs> Quit bugging me. That's just what you said to me seven years ago that night in the diner. Well, don't worry. I won't bug you about anything at all, ever again. Marty, where are you going? Tell him to come to the Belden house on the hill, quickly. Open it up, Smash it down! Oh, you keep away from me. You're crazy. Marty, I want that knife. Now, don't touch me. I'm warning you. Stuart, get a hold of yourself. I want that knife. There, is, there isn't any knife. You're lying. I don't have it. 
what you threw it I, I threw it in the river. Afterwards, I threw it in the river. You told me you... It was a lie. You see, I had to make sure of you. That's why I told you I You're had lying. it. lying. I want the knife. I don't have it. Don't hit me. Oh, no. I'll get it out of you. Marty? Marty. I didn't mean to... You're all right. Darling, I'll do whatever you say. I'm afraid she can't say anything anymore, Stuart. Uh, I didn't mean to kill her. But you did. I can't tell you how much I loved her. But she could make me so mad. Because she thought she knew everything. She did know everything. And that's why you had to kill her. Sooner or later, that secret between you would have had to burst out in the open. I suppose you'll have to arrest me, Sheriff. Yes, Stuart. I'll have to. For your Aunt Melisande, it was kill now, pay later. For Morty, it's kill now, Pay now. It would have been a better deal for both of them had they accepted the sheriff's offer back at the very beginning. But some crimes become much more expensive as they grow older. And the longer you wait, the more you can lose. But you won't lose anything at all if you stay here for a few minutes until I return. believed sincerely that she could make a man of him. And she did. And then she discovered that she didn't at all like what she had created. But by that time it was too late. Much too late. And uh, what is the moral of our story? All of you ladies and gentlemen who are in the process of choosing your mates never try to change what you see into what you like. People who transform pussycats into tigers may wind up not as dinner companions, but as dinners. Our cast included Tony Roberts, Fred Gwynn, Terry Keene, and Bryna Rayburn. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.